0: Welcome. Welcome to First Baptist Church on Christmas Eve 2022. We're here to celebrate the birth of the Christ child who was born over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. For the last two millennia, the faithful have gathered to worship him and to praise his name and to let him know they're thankful for the gift that God gave us at this time of the year and the gift that Christ would give us come Easter time. We're grateful that you're here tonight to celebrate the first advent of our Lord and Savior. And I'd like for you to join me in a word of prayer as we bow our heads together. Our Father in heaven, we're so grateful and thankful for the freedoms that we enjoy through Christ. The freedom from sin, because you shed your blood, Lord, on the cross. You died for our sins. You were buried for our sins. And you rose again for our redemption. And so, Father, we're so grateful that you were born so that you could live that perfect life and you could be that lamb without a blemish who would then give himself for his beloved. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for the Christ child and for how it's transformed our lives and how it's transformed our futures. Lord, we pray your blessings upon every person here, every visitor and every member. And may we remember to keep Christ in Christmas all the time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're going to sing together, and we're going to talk a little bit, and we're going to laugh a little bit, perhaps, and maybe maybe shed a tear. Who knows? Uh, But we want you to really sing out, even if you don't have a real melodious voice, okay? Even if yours is kind of like mine, I want you to belt it out as we sing. So our first song... Is uh, well known by everyone and so come all ye faithful. It was originally a Latin hymn written in the 18th century. The English translation was made uh, by Frederick Oakley, and he based it on Luke chapter 2, verse 15, where it says, The angels had left them and gone into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The songs of the Christmas season... Comprised Some of the finest music known to man. And this hymn is certainly one of the universal favorites. It was originally used by Roman Catholic churches before it became known to Protestants. Today, it's sung by church groups around the world. And and since it has been translated from its original Latin, uh, it has been found in more than 100 different languages. The vivid imagery of the carol seems to have meaning and appeal for all ages in every culture and every country. The original Latin text consisted of four stanzas. I didn't realize this. The first calls us to visualize anew the infant child in Bethlehem's stable. The second stanza is usually omitted in a lot of our hymnals, uh, but it reminds us that the Christ child is very God Himself. In fact, the second stanza says this God of God and light of light, begotten. Lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb. Very God, begotten, not created, O come. Let us adore him. The next stanza then pictures for us the exalted angelic choir uh, heard by the lonely shepherds, and the final verse offers praise and adoration to the Word, our Lord, who was with the Father from the beginning of time. For many years, this hymn was an anonymous Latin hymn, but recent research has uncovered that probably it was written in 1744 by an English layman named John Wade and set to music by him in much the same style as used today. The hymn first appeared in his collection, Cantus Diversi, published in England in 1751. One hundred years later, the carol was translated into its present English form by Anglican minister Frederick Oakley, who desired to use it for this congregation. The tune, you might know it by a different name, *Adeste Fidelis, is taken from the first words of the original Latin text and translated literally means, be present or near, you faithful. So we've gathered together here tonight to be present, to be near, not only each other at this festive time, but most importantly, to be near and present with the Lord Jesus Christ. So would you stand together as our praise team leads us in this song. Are you aware that there are some myths that we have assumed to be true about Christmas that we find out probably aren't so? For example, myth number one, were there three wise men that came to Bethlehem? Well, there may have been three wise men, but we really have no idea how many there were. They probably came in a caravan, not a Dodge, but a caravan (laughs) of camels. We also know they presented Jesus with three distinct gifts. That's probably where the idea of three wise men came from. The gold, which was reserved as a gift for kings, and the frankincense, which was a, uh, for anointing of a priest, and the myrrh, which was for the burial anointing. And so that all applied to Jesus. We have reason to believe they came a little later, actually, than the night of the birth. Uh, the, the wise men in Matthew chapter 2, verse 8, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. Didn't say Baby. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard, when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, oh, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The song, What Child Is This?, is based on uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 17. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being a shepherd out in the fields? Can you imagine an angelic choir? I mean, the heavens opening up, and all of a sudden, these supernatural beings begin singing in such sweet song and such sweet melody. And they begin to reveal that the Messiah, the Savior, the promised one was born that very night and then gave them directions to go see this child. What child is this? It is he who is the bread of life and yet he began his ministry hungering. It is he who is the water of life and ended his ministry thirsty. Christ hungered as a man and yet fed the multitudes as God. He was weary And yet he is our rest. He prayed, yet he hears prayers. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver, but he redeems sinners. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and yet he is the great shepherd. He died, and by dying, destroyed death. What child is this? A supernatural child, an amazing child. This hymn was written by a young man in Glasgow, Scotland, who was stricken with a serious illness at the age of just 29, confined to bed for an extended period of time. He suffered deep depression until he called out to God, and God met him in a new and a wonderful way. And out of that experience came this hymn, What Child is This? Remain seated as we sing this song. So, Jesus was born. Was it on December the 25th? Probably not. Several decades ago, my wife and I had the pleasure of going to the nation of Israel, and along with a couple of other churches, we took several members from our church, and the other two churches joined us, and we went to the Holy Land to view some of the places where Jesus had walked, and it was an amazing opportunity. But as soon as we landed in Israel, The other two churches, one from Kansas and one from, uh, I think it was Oklahoma, Arkansas, actually. And it was in the wintertime here. And as soon as we landed, uh, they began saying, oh, my goodness, this is beautiful. This is amazing. This is gorgeous. And I was like, what? Because it's basically the same latitude as San Diego, so they had Bougainvillea and palm trees, and it was about 72 degrees. And I'm thinking, what's, this is weather. What, what are you, what's the matter with you people? And they came from frozen wastelands of Kansas and Arkansas. So probably, probably they were not in the fields in December. Uh, they would. It would get cool. It's been cool at night. Well, not so much tomorrow. It's going to be pretty warm. But uh, it's been cool the last couple of weeks at night, especially. And uh, shepherds would prefer to get them somewhere where they could keep them warm in a sheepfold of some kind and provide for their needs in that way. Well, unless they were calv- they were lambing. If they were lambing, then they would keep them in the fields. And in order to to watch over them and to care for them. Uh, They would avoid traveling while they were lambing. And that was in the springtime. So probably he was born in the spring. But the real essence is this. Whenever it was, Jesus was born. God doesn't tell us what date. He just tells us that that was the fact. Myth number three, is Christmas the most important date in history? Mm, Probably not. Because I think the most important date in, Israel, in history would be Easter, when Jesus rose again. Because we're told to commemorate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We're not told we have to celebrate the birth. Nothing wrong with it if we do. But we were told specifically by Jesus to celebrate his death, knowing that the resurrection would soon follow. And then we're to preach the gospel to every creature. Every man, every woman, every child that we possibly can could go into all the world preaching the death, burial, and the resurrection. This next song is one of my personal favorites. It's the only one that wasn't written 100 or 200 or 300 years ago. Mary, Did You Know? It's a contemporary Christmas song addressing Mary, the mother of Jesus, with lyrics written by someone I know. Maybe you know him too, Mark Lowry. And, And he wrote this in 1984, And the music was written by Buddy Green in 1991. It was originally recorded by Michael English in a solo album in 1991. Uh, They were members at that time of the Gaither Vocal Band and Green was touring with them. The song went went on to become number six in the contemporary music Christian music chart. Uh, And and it bases the, the whole thought of the song on Imagine Mary... Imagine her probably a a teenage young girl, pure, sweet, loving, faithful, betrothed to the man of her dreams, and yet she found out through revelation by an angel, another angel, that she was going to have a child. It's not humanly possible to have one as a virgin, but Mary was an exceptional young lady, and God had chosen her to be the vessel by which the Son of God would enter this world. And so the song poses questions to her. Mary, did you know? And we're going to sing that together. know how much she knew. She knew something miraculous had happened. She knew something miraculous was going to follow. I don't know about all those answers. I have a question for you. Did Mary and Joseph travel by donkey? Well, it must be. It's in our nativity set, right? Got a little donkey right there. We don't really know. We just suppose perhaps it could have been a camel. It could have been that they walk. Uh, probably it wasn't an Uber. That's the only thing we know for certain. Myth number five, was Jesus the only child Mary had? No, not according to the scriptures. Matthew twelve forty seven and 49. And then somebody said to Jesus, behold, your mother and your brothers stand outside, desiring to speak to you. And he answered and said unto him, who told you who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, behold, my mother and my brothers, for whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother, sister, and mother. And we believe that Jesus had other siblings, that they were born after he was, of course, and that they were born in the natural way as the son of Joseph and Mary. Myth number six, do we believe in the immaculate conception of Mary? And let me say again, Mary was a pure, sweet, no doubt, incredible young lady, Willing, Just with her response to the angel, when the angel reveals what's going to happen with her, her response is amazing and almost miraculous in and of itself, almost divine in and of itself. And yet she was not without her own sin. That one line that you sing, uh, and I can't quote it exactly, but it talks about uh, being redeemed by the one that she would bear. Uh, She needed redemption just like we do, because all of sin comes short of the glory of God. And because of that, the wages of sin is death. But the gift, this is Christmas time, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This next song is another Latin hymn from the 12th century. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Two or three weeks ago, we studied what the name Emmanuel means. It means God with us. And literally, God came down to this earth to be with us, housed in a physical body, born as a little baby, the way that you and I were born, and that he had a physical body. But he was unique in that he had no physical father on earth. He had a physical mom, but a spiritual heavenly father. And so, O come, O come, God be with us, talks about this Advent season. And this is the first Advent, and we're excited about it. But I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, there's coming another Advent that I'm really excited about. And the older I get, the more excited I get about it. Uh, when I was younger, I got to be honest with you, I, Lord, I want you to come back, but can you wait a little while? I want to get married. I'm dating this cute girl named Pat, and I want to get married. I don't want you to come right away, but you know, after we're married, then, then you can go ahead and come. But now the older we get, uh, the more I'm ready for the Lord, and the crazier this world gets the more I'm ready for him to come back. First Advent is what we're talking about here. O come, O come, Emmanuel. to earth he did 2,000 years ago, laid in a manger in a little town called Bethlehem where there was found no room in the inns for him. And what a baby he turned out to be. What an incredible blessing he came out, turned out to be. In today's society, especially in the United States of America, it seems like we're trying to remove him from our society. Some have suggested, and one of the myths that we wanted to mention some have suggested that Xmas is a way of removing Christ. Uh, we say Merry Christmas, or Malekalikimaka, or Feliz Navidad, or Male Pascal, or something like that. But some people write down Merry Xmas. Are they trying to leave Christ out? Maybe, maybe not. The first letter, I'm told, in the Greek alphabet that refers to Christ. Is the letter chi, which is spelled C-H-I in English, and it was a way of shortening the name of Christ, I'm told. So maybe not everybody that uses says Mary Xmas is trying to leave Christ out. Cut him a little slack. It's Christmas time after all, okay. In a city in France, at the end of 1843, the church organ had been renovated, and to celebrate that they wrote a new hymn called O Holy Night, and that became a favorite. Uh, And it became a favorite in the United States when the third verse resonated with abolitionists, including a young man named Dwight. Uh, It talked about uh, setting free those that were held captive and held slaves. And in French language, churches of the day, it was commonly used at the beginning of the Midnight Mass, and it's used today by Protestant churches alike. Let's stand together as we sing, O Holy Night, O Night Divine. Mm bow your heads as you're seated bowing your heads and think about the fact that night that divine night God became a human being God became flesh took upon himself 33 years later every sin you and I have ever committed every sin the eight billion people that are alive on the world today have ever committed every sin the billions that have lived before us committed. What a load. What a savior. How strong he must have been to bear all of our sins and there hang on that cross and shed his blood so that you and I could live eternally. If you celebrate a hundred Christmases and you don't receive the gift of eternal life, then you've lost out. Tonight could be the night when Jesus Christ becomes personal to you and you can pray a prayer and ask him to be your savior, to, to be your Messiah, to come into your heart, to come into your life in a very real way. Pray something like this. You can pray it to the Lord in your heart. You don't have to say the words out loud, but you can if you want to, but pray this to the Lord saying, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I don't deserve to go to heaven. I certainly don't deserve your only begotten son, leaving heaven and dying on a cross for me. But Lord, I'm so grateful and thankful you did because there's no way I could make it to heaven on my own. I can't earn it. I can't buy it. I can't deserve it. I deserve to die in a place called hell. But I thank you that you gave your son to die for my sins so that I could live eternally. Please be my God, be my Savior, and be my Lord. I trust you, Emmanuel. I trust you, Jesus, to be my Savior right now. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, has it always been legal to celebrate Christmas in the United States of America? Well, before there was a United States of America in the late 1600s, it was against the law to celebrate with festivities the birth of the Savior. Can you believe that? It was against the law. And Christians who did try to celebrate were persecuted, imprisoned, or put in stocks to city square. But thankfully that all changed and it's one of our favorite things to celebrate of all time. In the 1800s, a pastor wanted to have a special Christmas celebration. And so he asked two of his laymen to write a brand new song that would be used in this special church meeting that they would have on Christmas Eve. And the two men worked together, collaborated, and came up with a very beautiful song called Silent Night. And they were getting ready to put the music to it and to rehearse it. And guess what happened? The church organ quit working. And when the church organ quit working, they were beside themselves. They thought, what are we gonna do now? It's ruined the whole thing. But when they read the words that they had written, silent night, holy night, it was perfect. We don't need all the rest if we have the savior of the silent night. So from one life, one incredible life, one amazing God-given person, we can have everlasting life. And we're gonna demonstrate how the gospel spreads around the world and has spread around the world. If you didn't get a candle and you would like one, my wife will bring one to you right now. Just raise your hand wherever you are. And we're gonna ask this praise team to go ahead and sing. And as we sing, You join in singing and we'll light the candles and show how the light is supposed to have gone into all the
1: world.
2: more time, time.
0: I pray that we would let our light shine so that the lost would see us. The darker it gets in this world, the easier it is to see the light that we have. God, may we reflect the wonderful light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're so grateful that he was born 2,000 years ago. And even more grateful that after they put him to death, he rose again through his own incredible power and has become the Savior of the world. For it's in his name we celebrate tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas to everyone. God bless you. Thank you for being in God's house tonight. See you tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Christmas Day. Amen. Hey, you should have brought a cot and just stayed tonight. (laughs)
2: Okay.